Welcome back to another episode of the Hatchets Weekly News Podcast, Gangs the Bottom of It. I'm Alec Rich. So last weekend, a Torah scroll at Tau Kappa Epsilon's on-campus house was desecrated, which quickly sent shockwaves throughout the GW community. For those who haven't been following the Hatchets coverage closely, the incident, which is still being investigated by police, spurred a wave of condemnation from university administrators and student leaders alike. One of those statements, which came from University President Thomas LeBlanc earlier this week, said in part, quote, Any act of anti-Semitism is an attack on the entire GW community and cannot and will not be tolerated, end quote. In response to the desecration, about 400 students also processed through campus last week to show their support for the Jewish community at GW, which organizers said was an impactful gathering given the, quote, historic turnout. But there were also some further concerning incidents this week following the desecration last weekend, including a student living in Shankman Hall who reported that her mezuzah had been stolen and returned damaged, along with the director of GW's Roar Chabad Center receiving an anti-Semitic email that went viral. So in light of all this, we'll be addressing last weekend's incident from multiple angles on today's episode. First up, you'll hear from Chris Osborne, president of Tau Kappa Epsilon. He spoke with the Hatchets' Sejo Govindaro about the Torah desecration itself, Teek's response to it, and the broader university response to this incident. So I, I'm wondering kind of what the sentiment is like and the unity is like in your fraternity right now after the events happened and also just on campus, if, if you feel closer to the campus and the student body. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I would definitely agree with your sentiment about you know, what happens when tragedy and adversity occurs and how groups respond you know our, our group has definitely responded you know together we we've gotten closer through this um just realizing that you know it, it's um you know someone did this to all of us you know there was you know obviously there was a targeted group when the tour was destroyed and so we've specifically been there for those brothers that felt target you know more targeted towards towards this attack but ultimately you know this was a break in and a violation of all of our all of our property so you know we have to be there for each other you know make make sure everyone feels safe um, make sure everyone feels welcome so that's been the main focus of the last week kind of speaking on that i think um, a lot of the sentiment that that we've heard that i've heard going around um, is that students students on campus specifically you know Jewish students on campus or or you know the brothers um, have wanted answers and and stuff like that what significance do you think um, that kind of transparency either from the university from PD would provide you know as as students are trying to move through this and move past this yeah I, you know I, I think there's something something to be said about how getting closure you know in any situation like this, um, you know, while, while we're shocked and, you know, angry and upset, we're also just confused why someone would, you know, target us this way. You know, we've never had an instance like this before and we, we've never had to deal with this. And, and so I, I think there are, is value in you know, finding this person and, or, or people and, you know, kind of coming to terms as to why it happened. Um, the head of FSL, Brian Joyce, he, he's been very integral as far as the university role in helping us out. You know, he's made it known that all the resources, you know, are available to us. Um, you know, he's, he's coordinated with, 
PWPD on getting more patrols up and down 22nd Street. Um, that, that's been an integral part. And then also, um, you know, the, the rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yudi has also been integral in, you know, helping our, helping our Jewish brothers, Jewish brothers who, you know, were more specifically targeted and took this very personally, you know, they felt, you know, they, they felt, you know, this was an attack against them. And, and Rabbi Yudi has been, you know, very, very, very helpful in talking to them, helping them come to terms with it. And, and obviously helping us put on the rally on Monday, which was, you know, in my opinion, just a very, very strong, you know, act of love and unity after such a horrible event. What kind of message did you hope the procession sent? Yeah, like I said, I touched it on, touched it on it a little bit, but um, the the main messages were that you know we we won't back down to people who want to do this stuff. You know, we don't want to back down. We we can't back down. We have to show you know strength and unity, and show that we're we're stronger than this. We're better than this, and and also you know signify that you know, this stuff is is common on campus, and you know this wasn't the first anti-Semitic act that, you know, I've seen in my four years at GW, and it isn't, um, it isn't the first act that the, you know, our, our Jewish community has, you know, suffered from. So, you know, it was, it was also to put the spotlight on that. And, and I think we really accomplished both goals, you know, with, with the rally and, and the reading of the Torah and, and Kogan. Next up, you'll hear from Rabbi Yudi Steiner. Executive Director at GW's Ror Chabad Center. He was also interviewed by Sejal, as the two discussed his reaction to the tour desecration, the procession through campus, and what this incident says about GW's attitude towards the Jewish community as a whole. If you just want to start off kind of talking about what went through your head um, when you first heard the news. What I thought was, initially, this sounds like vandalism, and... I am typically cautious to jump from an attack, a vandal attack, to a purposely anti-Semitic attack or a hate crime. I'm skeptical. I'm slow to process. Did they really mean what they just said? Is that, is that really what was behind that action or that comment? Um, different people have different levels of tolerance, I guess, or levels of suspicion versus uh, jumping to conclusions. And I'm a more cautious person because I think that most people are not hateful and are not uh, purposely trying to bring up the worst in society. So my, my initial reaction is this is probably vandalism. And I'm still not sure, to be honest. But as things developed, it was clear that the students were hurting and were scared and were angry and so as those emotions from the students and the student body and then the Jewish community around the world reacted, uh, my decision was to get in front of that and try to direct that energy in constructive ways. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if you could talk about how this incident changed your view toward the prevalence or severity of anti-Semitism at GW? Great question. Uh, at the event, I tried to convey the following point, but it was very chaotic. So I don't know whether all my attempts at conveying messages got through, but this is what I was trying to say. 
I said the world is asking whether GW is anti-Semitic. You can read it in the world press and the Jewish press around the world. GW, anti-Semitic, how could this be happening? There's events upon events. The Hatcher keeps reporting on it, doing great reporting. And the world reads these reports and says, this is an anti-Semitic place. This is a crazy place. And so I said, the world wants to know. And I said, I think the answer is look around Kogan Plaza and you will see that hundreds and hundreds of GW students are out in force saying this is not an anti-Semitic place. And I believe them. So I said, if there was one act of vandalism by someone who may or may not be a GW student, who may or may not had anti-Semitic motivations, but there are hundreds and hundreds, the overwhelming majority of GW students are loving and tolerant and want Jews to be proudly Jewish, practicing Jewish. And everything that's happened since then has only reinforced that. From the mezuzah on every door campaign, I cannot tell you how many non-Jewish students have, have pushed their Jewish friends to put up the mezuzah, how many non-Jewish organizations, Greek organizations and others at GW reached out to us and said, how can we support this campaign? GW is not anti-Semitic, it's absurd, honestly. Um, and kind of going back to that emotional reaction you talked about that um, that brother was going going through who found um, the desecrated Torah, what can GW officials do um, and other students do to foster a safer environment for Jewish students on campus? So when I met with the Teak brothers, um, my first job was to listen to them, to hear what they were feeling and to try to comfort them and counsel them. And there was a range of emotions. I walked into the house like an hour or two before the rally on Monday and just to meet with them to hear what they, how they felt. There was a range of emotions. There were, there were some brothers who were crying and were very afraid and hurt. And there were some brothers who were more calm. And when I said to them, this school is, you know, the students at this school are supportive, their response was yes, but the administration hasn't done enough. And I wasn't in a position at the time, I didn't want to push back on that. My job then was to just, just listen to them and comfort them. Um, but the real question is what more can this university do? And it's a fair question because President LeBlanc came out with a very strong statement, which is his duty and he did it properly. And I think he was as emphatic as one could be. They would like to find out who did it. And we should put all of our effort to finding out who did it because it's the right thing to do. The house was uh, broken into and, and vandalized. They should figure it out. And once we find that person, we can maybe come to the bottom of figuring out if they were anti-Semitically uh, anti motivated. Uh, and, and the university needs to do everything they can to get to the bottom of this, not even for the Jewish community, for the Greek community, for the safety of students. It's extremely important. But beyond that, it's a very good question. What else could the university do? I have uh, a couple of ideas that I'm gonna be discussing with President LeBlanc uh, this coming week. And we'll see. I don't wanna say uh, what it is because you know he may or may not be open to it. So we'll see. Um, but I, I have to say that from my vantage point, and it's just one opinion that the Teak brothers have every right to disagree. From my vantage point, it's very hard to fight a ghost. And the ghost is, someone might hate. So what do you do? How do you respond to the potential of someone might hating? I, from my vantage point, the only answer to someone might hate is to show that most people love and support and, and, and want Jewish pride and 
everyone should be proud of their identity, should be comfortable to, to portray their identity and be open about their identity. And uh, I don't know if this podcast is, is going in that direction, but the same thing is for political identity. Everyone should have every comfortable reason to think that they can be who they are and no one is going to hate them for their position, hate them for their ideas, hate them for their personality. There's no hate. This is, and, and the vast majority of GW students, overwhelming majority, um, are tolerant people. And that's the, that's the message that comes out loud and clear from the rally and from the aftermath of this event. Finally, you'll hear from Meredith Weisel, Deputy Regional Director of the Anti-Defamation League for the DC region. I spoke with her about where GW goes from here and what officials and students can do on campus in coordination with the ADL to help protect the interests of Jewish students. All right, Meredith, thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. So I know that you have already spoken to the Hatchet on this issue, but you know when you first heard the news about the incident, you know, what were your thoughts on it and you know how did the ADL respond? Sure. So the incident was reported to us immediately, about actually about a few hours after it happened. And we reached out to the students at the fraternity. We've been speaking with them. We also directly spoke with DC's Metropolitan Police Department to make sure that they were notified. And then we were informed that they're going to investigate this or are investigating it as a hate and bias incident. Unfortunately, we have found that anti-Semitism is looming. It, it's a present threat for a lot of Jewish college students. We actually recently put out a survey that talked about one in three have said they've personally experienced some form of anti-Semitic hate in the last academic year. And we've seen things like swastikas on campuses, slurs yelled at students and more. I don't know that we've necessarily seen something like the desecration of a religious item like a Torah before. So that was certainly alarming, um, regardless of whether or not it was a replica and not a, a full Torah. It was certainly something that was alarming for us. And we wanted to make sure that the students felt supported from the ADL and that we were working to help them kind of navigate through this next process. Right. So are there any specific steps that the ADO is taking in terms of supporting students to that end? Yeah, so there are a lot of things um, that we do. So one, obviously, we take in an incident report. We also work directly with the Hillel's. Um, we have a new partnership that we announced recently and with Hillel International to help the students on campus because it's really important that Hillel and ADL can help the students engage with the university administrations so that they can understand how to address the campus climates for Jewish students so that the students themselves feel supported. So it's really important they ensure a safe and welcoming environment. And one of the things that we can do as professionals is help them learn how to talk with the student affairs office, talk if there's a DEI office, um, and the Hillel's are directly there on campus for them. And in terms of administrators, I kind of want to touch on that point as well. You know, some students had said in Hatchet's reporting in response to this incident that, you know, these anti-Semitic incidents, you know, occur on campus and then officials kind of just send out these statements that some students see as empty platitudes. So, you know, what do you think officials can do to foster a safer environment for Jewish students on campus? Sure. So it's important to recognize first the the administrations on all of the college campuses need to understand that anti-Semitism and other forms of hate as well. It's a growing concern for college students and anti-Semitism in particular for Jewish students. 
university officials, they have an obligation. They have to keep students safe. They have to provide a learning environment where all of the students can thrive. They can be free from harassment. And in order to address those issues, it's really important for the colleges and the universities to take a couple of steps. So one, they need appropriate inclusion of things like anti-Semitism and orientations and training for students, faculty, staff, and the administration, so across the board. It's also important that they increase visibility where and how to report acts of anti-Semitism or other forms of hate as well. They need to address those acts of anti-Semitism when they happen. They have to take concrete steps to investigate it, and they need to be supportive of Jewish life on campus. Those are sort of four core things that they can be doing to ensure that it's a safe, a safe and welcoming environment. They understand that you know, they are listening to the students as to what is happening, and they should figure out ways to engage the Jewish communities on campus and provide them with the tools and resources to combat hate if they do actually experience it. We have definitely seen some universities that have been better at this than others, and that's why organizations like ADL and Hillel are there to help with trainings, to teach them how to do this and to respond to the students' needs. That's all for this week. Make sure to check the Hatchet's website for ongoing reporting around this situation. Gang to the Bottom of It is hosted by Alec Rich and is produced by Sarah Sachs.